following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Let's talk some high school basketball. Now that the calendar has turned to January, our show is making the transition to the hardwood. Good Pasture Boys basketball coach Adam Hassan will join us, and we'll take care of some housekeeping items after being off a few weeks for the holidays. That's coming up next on the Main Street Preps podcast. This is the Main Street Preps podcast, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Here are your hosts, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier. Hello and welcome back to the Main Street Preps podcast. I'm Russell Venozzi, joined by Tyler Palmatier. It's been a little while since we've talked to you guys, so hope everybody had a great holiday season and uh, you're back home and uh, settled in and maybe back to work or school by now. But uh, Tyler, we are, we're back now and we are transitioning to a basketball show uh, now that football is completely put to bed that we released our all-mid-state team and you did a great job with a bunch of feature stories last week on our award winners, but it is now officially hoop season. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've, I've never known a year to go by in sports where football ends because I feel like it kind of goes on year round. But um, I'm excited for a lot of basketball, and I'm always ready for basketball. So it was, it was nice to start to dig into a little bit of that, you know, as we got back from the break, and and obviously it's going to be a weird couple of weeks. I feel like with uh, the schedule's already seen some changes, and so we're going to have to be patient here for a little bit as, as you know, the COVID uh, cancellations and protocols are are, are still around. But um, still, plenty of basketball out there. I, there's a lot of good games. I, I thought it was, you know, Russell. You and I talked about it. We did the uh, the best games coming into the new year. And we talked about how funky that might look because I think I was about to hit send on on yesterday, and we had some we had some postponements. So it's just we're going to have to be patient. But there are still some good games out there. I, I just got to probably every almost everything we write or say for the next few weeks is going to have to be uh, with the caveat of you know the schedule subject to change. But uh, you know when you look across the landscape, uh, there's some really good ones. I'm, you know looking at the girls' side uh, of those top games. CPA at Ensworth on Thursday. Uh, you know, I wrote that if you haven't watched Jelani Cambridge, you need to make it a New Year's resolution. So I, I guess I need to make that a New Year's resolution because I haven't seen her play. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I've talked to her, we've written about her, I've seen highlights, but with the the nature of last season, I was I got here what about halfway through basketball, so I just haven't had the opportunity. But I mean, the Ensworth sophomore has just just YouTuber. I mean, the, the things she does with the ball just does not look does not look natural. I mean, she's she's playing a different ball game than everybody else. Yeah, I'm excited too. I, I've not seen Innsworth uh, play either, and of course, she was out of the state tournament last year with an injury, so we missed out on that. Um, there That's right. Tech. So, yeah, I'll be there uh, if all goes well, and as long as that game stays on schedule, I'll be there for those CPA Innsworth games on Thursday. So that should be quite a bit of fun, and. Um, you know some other some uh, some other top girls games for Friday. Uh, Franklin at Hillsboro. You know Hillsboro kind of sneaks up on you a little bit, but they're eleven and two so far, um, playing really well. I believe they won at least one of the holiday tournaments they were in, maybe two. Um, no, oh yeah, you've got it here. They went two and one at the Hilton Sandestin Beach Blowout in Florida. Uh, I was amazed but by how many Franklin. teams. Oh, sorry, that's Franklin. Yep, good call. 
So, but anyways, Hillsborough did win. Kind of turned it around. I mean, they had they had a loss at Ravenwood that was a tough one, and yeah, them going to that holiday tournament. Sometimes it's kind of interesting what teams can do with those games out of state. Yeah, and a lot of teams played, you know, up to like between six and eight games over a, a couple weeks stretch. So, um, with school out and not a whole lot going on, they were able to get a lot of a lot of reps in, a lot of games in, and so hopefully. Um, you know, this week and the weeks that follow, we'll see probably a more polished product out of a lot of these teams now that they've kind of got their early season um, kinks worked out. But, yeah, Franklin Hillsborough is a, an interesting one there. And uh, if you're further um, north, northwest at Clarksville, uh, some of those Clarksville crosstown games get, get pretty fun. Uh, I know Brady, Brady Mack to me will probably beat that one, but uh, I know he, he does a great job covering Clarksville basketball. And there's, uh, you know, Tamia Scott, up there for Northwest, of course, she's a Miss Basketball candidate, and uh, Clarksville sitting there at eight and three, so that's a pretty good start for them. Um, what about some of the rest of these, Tyler? Are, are there any other kind of games this week that stick out to you? Yeah, well, not to keep beating the uh, the Innsworth girls basketball drum, but uh, we've got a team coming in from Henderson County, Kentucky, at seven and one. For Saturday, you know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about that team. That was maybe another girls' game that stood out. Uh, Father Ryan at, at Pope Prep, uh, also that game is a. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's a Friday night game. Um, so that, that's a good one to watch. Uh, kind of moving on to the boys. Uh, you're again, if you know, it's CPA at Endsworth, where, where you're going to be. Uh, Jake Dykstra is averaging 13.7 points. He's he's been a bright spot for CPA. Been a kind of a different year for that team when you're having to replace your coach and your, you know, stop me if I'm wrong, probably arguably, arguably, arguably your best player. Was that, is that how you would call? Is that how you Yeah. Brady I mean, Moore? arguably the best player in the entire area, Braden Moore. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. He, um, he was here for a good portion of the fall semester. And then I think, what was it? Maybe around late October, early November, uh, moved back to California to play for Adonda Academy. Um, so he's doing prep school stuff now and, Yes, but Jake Dykstra and some of the other guys they have uh, have been filling in just fine. They're 10-3, and three and I need to look up Dykstra again, his stats. I don't have it in front of me, but there was at one point where he was shooting well over 40% or almost 50%, I think, from three. Um, I think he was this season was doing the same thing. So they are still a very similar team to what they've been, um, even under a new coach, Kevin Maggard, and uh, a lot of new players. There's, they're still shooting the three at uh, epic clips and should be a good test at Innsworth for them on Thursday. Clay County at Pickett County, uh, not exactly close to us, but um, that might that might be worth the. That's probably worth the drive if you want. If somebody wanted to go, I, I mean, when you talk about Grant Strong for Clay County and and Zach Amonette for Pickett County, that's that could, that's going to be a full gym, I would imagine. And oh yeah, great, that's going to be a show. Um, definitely. And Man, so, if that I mean, was just a little bit closer, I would definitely consider going to that one because that should be a great game. Uh, yeah, just that, a, that sounds like a blast if you just, you know, if you kind of love really good um, kind of small town basketball. I mean, uh, the basketball is going to be great. Size really uh, just a number in that situation. Um, Cambridge at Green Hill, Russell, you were interested in that one. Uh, Green Hill, mm-hmm. I must point out a correction uh, in my in my story. They have suffered one loss, not an unbeaten, but still off to a really good start. And it's kind of the 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 Cane Ridge. This is I'm sure Green Hill is going to be a tough test, but Green, uh, Cane Ridge has played some difficult teams out of state. So 
I would imagine, like you like you mentioned earlier, they're going to be one of those battle-tested teams coming out of the holidays. But um, I, Cane Ridge is the same old Cane Ridge. I guess I'm kind of excited to see Green Hill because I, I haven't seen them. I saw Cane Ridge earlier in the year against East Nashville. So it'll kind of be interesting to see uh, both squads and kind of see, just kind of take a measurement where they're at. And um, Russell, you've seen Lipscomb Academy and, and Brentwood Academy and, and they're playing, uh, they're playing each other Friday as well. So what, uh, what are your thoughts on that? You kind of, I don't know, you don't have to make a prediction, but what, what are you? Yeah. Think um, I mean, my early impression on Brentwood Academy is that they're kind of the class of the area right now. Um, they are 12 and 0, like we, we're going to talk about with Adam Son that his good pasture team is one of those, one of those 12 uh, wins right there. But uh, yeah, what's interesting about Brentwood Academy is, um, and, and coach Son will mention this too. It's basically almost their entire like lineup is guards. So they, they play kind of small ball, but um, when, when you've got really good players, it, it kind of doesn't matter, you know, how tall they are or whatever. So, um, you know, they're, they're led by Tyler Tanner freshman freshman guard who's already got at least one division one offer and i'm sure that will pick up uh quite a bit um over the next couple of years but he played a lot as an eighth grader last year was a, a key piece in their run to the state um tournament the championship game that they lost to nba and he's back and, and better um than he was last year and of course they've got trent mcnair he's a senior now son of former titans quarterback steve mcnair and uh just a really solid veteran presence for them um, on the other side, the Lipscomb Academy, I, I've been impressed with them. Uh, you know, Coach Kevin Starks is in his second year now, and half of their roster is football guys from that uh, state championship football team there at Lipscomb Academy. And um, but some of those guys are, are pretty good at basketball too. Junior Cheryl, uh, Caleb Beasley are a couple that come to mind, and they've got a couple of basketball only guys, Willie Walton, Brandon Sweeney, that really help anchor that lineup. And uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Lipscomb Academy is very competitive in that division two middle region league that includes basically all the top private schools in Nashville. You know, you've got BA, you've got uh, CPA, Innsworth, um, MBA. They're all, they're all in that one league. Uh, and it should, and I think Lipscomb Academy should be right there with all those teams this year, just based on what I've seen a couple of times that I've uh, covered them so far. Let me go back to Brentwood Academy. Who, who offered Tyler Tanner? Hampton in Virginia. He, he played AAU over the summer in Virginia. And I think they got a close look at him up there. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, I mean he's he's already he's dunking the basketball even though he's only like I don't know five nine or five ten. But when you're a point guard and you're dunking as a freshman in high school, um, yeah, it's just he's already a, a walking highlight reel, kind of like Chelani Cambridge is. Oh, he's a player. Yeah, he had a great uh, he had a great state tournament last year, if I remember right. So and, yeah. and Hampton, uh, the lasting image I have of Hampton, you're probably just a little too young to remember, but. Uh, Hampton was one of the very few 15s to upset a two seed in the NCAA tournament years ago. Mm. Um, Iowa State had a really good team. Uh, they had, I mean, I, I feel I'm going to just seem so old and out of place, but they had a guy <laughs> named Jamal Tinsley. Uh, I don't know if that was also the team with Marcus Pfizer, but those were, they were, they had a really good team and Hampton upset them one year as a 15, I think. So if anybody's listening and that's incorrect, feel free to, feel free to email me, but that's when I hear Hampton, that's what I'll always probably think of there. That was just one of the great NCAA tournament moments for a long time. Um, anyways, good for him not to, not to take us too far off topic, but uh, a couple other good ones Friday in, in the boys realm. Um, Father Ryan at Pope prep, Father Ryan uh, right now, as we record 
which is on Tuesday before Tuesday's games at eight and two and Pope prep at 10 and four. I should mention father Ryan was the, was the team that handed green Hill a defeat 54 uh, 43 in the finals of the Willie Brown Memorial tournament. Uh, so uh, having a, having a good start independence is another team having a good start at 13 and three They're at summit. I believe summit's coming off uh, either an appearance in their home tournament or a championship in their home tournament. Russell, help me if I'm wrong there. I Yeah. Yeah. Forgive us guys. We've kind of been off a little bit for the holidays. So we're still digging back into what happened over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I know they hosted that King of the Hill tournament last week. And yeah, so uh, Nolensville well. or Ravenwood, Nolensville off to an eight and six start. Ravenwood ten and five. Uh, Metro, not sure what that schedule is going to look like, but a, a, a Friday game. Did you say Hillwood at Maple? Or Hillwood at Maplewood has been that one's still on for right now. That one's on for Friday. Yeah, okay, so. Anyways, uh, we are not your go-to for the most updated schedule. We record on Tuesday. Uh, your most updated schedule is probably, at this point in, in the year, your uh, your head coach or your team's Twitter account page because yeah. that's just how <laughs> fluid this schedule is going to be. And uh, I've had to remind myself of that because I'm kind of an impatient person by nature. I, uh, I kind of want everything to happen yesterday, and I kind of want it all to happen. I, I want to know all the info immediately, but I've had to practice patience here, so. Fingers crossed that 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 everybody's games get to be played. At some point, I, I don't doubt that we will show up to a gym and there our car will be the only one in the parking lot. It will have missed some sort of memo. But my worst nightmare. All right. My worst nightmare. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, that's some of the games to look out for later this week. And with that, let's get on to our coach interview with Good Pastures Adam Son. We're joined now by Good Pasture Boys basketball coach Adam Son. Adam, thanks for taking some time out of your day to uh, to spend it with us. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys covering. It. So you guys are out to an eleven and two start here, ahead of the meet of district play coming up this month. Uh, do you like where your team stands, especially as you guys kind of enter new territory this season as a defending state champion for the first time? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's part of it where uh, we we've, we've uh, gotten through this. Uh, first half of the, the season and uh, the majority of the, the, the second part for for us and, and for most other teams will, will be a lot more lead games. So uh, I think we've been challenged. Uh, I think we've, uh, we've, we've seen uh, some positives uh, and also some gotten some uh, relatively younger team in spots, some experience. So, uh, you know, um, where we're at, uh, so to speak, uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, uh, I think it served its purpose, uh, but uh, hopefully we can continue to get a, get a lot better this second stretch. Hey, Adam, this is Tyler. Uh, we're going to get into your whole cast of guys, but I w- wanted to know, e- even with Isaiah West back, he's a fantastic player, but what's it been like replacing P.J. Smith? He, he was a good, strong guard for you, and, and he's having a nice start at Lee University. Absolutely. Uh, not easy. Uh, and that's nothing against uh, anybody who who is is doing uh, what they are doing for us right now. But uh, I've talked with a couple of, of coaches throughout the years who who have graduated a, a really good point guard, and 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 it's kind of the common denominator is you know you know when you've got one after after he's gone. And PJ was was that guy for a couple of years. Where I mean, we just felt we had the best point guard on the floor every time we we took. The floor and uh he's already made uh 
I think freshman of the week twice in his conference and Lee's in a very good good league and a very good uh, Division two program uh, and uh, and he's already making his mark felt there so to answer your question uh, yeah uh, PJ is uh, he's one of the best I've ever coached and Tyler mentioned Isaiah there. He's averaging about 13 points a game, 3.6 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 2.1 steals, kind of just doing his thing as he has the last couple seasons for you guys. But then there's this nice supporting cast that's emerged. I know some of these guys were contributors last year as well, but King Keary, uh, Jaden Jones, Xavier Shegog, Chandler Woosley, Jack Carter. Uh, do you What do you kind of make of the balance that this team has in the lineup this year? So balance, uh, you, you said it, and, and, and the the – the part with, with Isaiah is, you know, he can get 20 points if needed tonight. The part with Isaiah is he's going to guard the best best player on the other team uh, a, a lot of nights. Uh, part of it, uh, you know, he had 12 assists the other night in the game, too. So, I mean, Isaiah is, is the ultimate the ultimate uh, player, competitor, teammate, worker, all of those things. But at the same time, you know, um, He'll do whatever is needed to win, and that that hopefully is the maturity that that rubs off on on other guys. Uh, as you mentioned, a, a good number of players right there uh, in something that's not easy to do, especially as a as a high school kid, it, uh, is is to be able to be something bigger than bigger than yourself, um, and uh, and and understand that it can't be everybody's best game every single night. But when you look and our best player is the guy that embodies that, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, that rubs off on, on others. But, yeah, we do have a deep, uh, deep group, uh, pretty good front court size, athleticism, length. None of those are seniors. So that's a, that's a good feeling. But then uh, with, with guys like Chandler Woosley, who's a returning uh, key, key core piece from our state championship last year, Josh Williams has done the same. And then a guy like King, who you know he's he's doing a lot of handling and and, and offensive lead for us in ways uh, from that point position. Um, he's had some experience as well, so it's a it's a neat mix and one with uh, with a lot of potential. Uh, but we're, we're we're still having to continue to work and get better um, with with all of that. So that being said, it's uh it's just an ongoing it's an ongoing uh, project and uh, and. Uh, gives us some versatility in how to play adam isaiah west isn't uh the the freshman or the sophomore that people are just learning about anymore he's into his junior season and uh you know when you look at his overall game his toolbox from last year to this one what has he improved upon the most his shot no doubt about it um isaiah physically has been you know special uh, even in his younger years in terms of strength, explosiveness, transition athletically, uh, always uh, a mind for the game. But but his um, ability to come off of ball screens, hit the three at a high percentage clip, things like that, I would definitely say uh, his shot. And, and even more so, like not that he wasn't a great on-ball defender, but but being able to really to really guard that other team's best player for the most part, without fouling, things like that, um, uh, have been have been the most ones. But I would say uh, three point percentage uh, has has gone up. His shot looks good, uh, looks better, which is obviously you know um, a great improvement for for how the game kind of is at the at the higher levels. 
uh, reads off the ball screens, ability to rise up, shoot, make the right play at the right level. And so like we mentioned, you guys have two losses this season to Brentwood Academy and Knoxville Webb, uh, teams that have combined for one loss. Brentwood Academy is still undefeated. What did you guys learn from those games that you lost? Uh, that, that, that those games are definitely worth playing, playing really good teams. If you think you've got a, a team that, that contend and, and wants to defend uh, a title and, 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 and play some of the best uh, competition there is, we, we learned as we thought. We knew those teams were good. So uh, just, just playing those games, uh, not only to try to win them, but to make us better. Um, now in those games, both teams, uh, both teams, although different in ways, are very similar in ways. Uh, both of those teams could put five guards on the floor, um, multiple ones that'll play at the next level. Uh, both of those teams like full court pressing, um, and uh, and and both have just like I said, really really good guard play. We pivot, not that we don't have good guard play. We just have this year so much different of a of a lineup with with size in our front line that um that we 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 can see uh areas against the best team uh on maybe if we played them again what we would try to take advantage of with an adjustment things like that but ultimately um handling the ball not getting sped up where that is either in the full court with either of those teams or just being sped up and, and able to get the shots we want in the half court and then continually being able to defend. I thought our defense in both of those games against two very, very good double-A teams, teams that could be there that final weekend, uh, was a good enough number to win. So um, had, uh, had a little bit of, a, uh, of an injury bug early in the season um, with, with uh, a handler we wish we, we didn't have for the second half of that Brentwood Academy game. Chandler Woosley really didn't play the second half, couldn't, couldn't feel his arm kind of after a play in the first half. So that hurt us with, with not having a, a, a good experienced player um, in that pressure uh, game, the second half, but all credit to Brentwood Academy, they got they got a couple of really good players. Adam, you mentioned your or you touched on your this team's youth a little bit earlier. What's it been, What's it like to bring along uh, someone like a a King Kiri and others who have been playing varsity basketball since eighth grade? Not a lot of not everyone is capable of that. How much do you have to put on your teaching cap for those type of players in these two years where they're really getting a feel for things? Absolutely, it's a give and take. Um, you know, if, if if we pull a kid up uh, to varsity or JV that that's an, an eighth grader, uh, we feel that they've got to be able to contribute and help us, um, which Jaden Jones did uh, with our junior varsity team. He was. I think our, our leading, I think Coach Chamberlain would say he was our leading leading scorer uh, for mostly sophomores last year as an eighth grader. Um, King, at the same time, we knew PJ eventually was going to be uh, graduating, and King King was wise beyond his years in ways we we felt. So uh, I was going to do nothing but help him uh, as well, uh, and he did get some good experience at, at parts last year. So uh, to answer your question, it's a it's a give and take. Um, you know, when you look in, in three of our core players in Xavier Shegog. Jaden Jones and, and King Kiri are all 10th and 9th graders. Uh, you get past what their, their physical capabilities are, and they have played a lot of basketball. And then you still uh, also have to keep in context, uh, regardless that, you know, they're still two to three years younger than some of the other guys on the best teams that they're, they're playing against. But when, when, it's, when it's in the moment and in that game, you know, you're not looking at age. You're, like, you're looking at getting the job done. So, um, like I said, it's a give and take. You, 
you have a little bit of a leash, uh, but they've got to be coachable, got to continue to get better. Uh, but at the same time, in the moment, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, we're trying to, to, to win the game and do the task at hand. And it came down a couple of weeks ago that the Division II state championships are going to return to Tennessee Tech this year after they were moved there kind of at the last minute uh, when Lipscomb was not able to host last March. Um, you might be biased, Adam, since you think it went so well for good pasture at Tennessee Tech last year with you guys winning it all, but what did you make of the Hooper Eblen Center and the city of Cookville as a host for those Division II state tournaments? Well, it was great. I, I, I really did. And it wasn't just me. It was people, it was people who – whose teams weren't involved. It was people who, who from the city, um, it was people from the TSSAA. I got asked that question a lot. And um, honestly, uh, I think they really cared. They really cared. They did a good job. Um, the, it meant something to the city. It meant something to the, to, uh, the campus. And then with the improvements that they've made in, in Hooper Evelyn, uh, they, they did a first-class job. And that's not to, not to discredit any of the other places that the tournament's been in the past. I just thought it was a nice niche. It was an easy commute, I would say, overall. Um, and uh, our fan, it was it was great because you know that was the first time really in more numbers fans got to see uh, be, be spaced out enough, things like that um, during during that uh, pandemic stretch right there as well. Um, that that it was a it was a great stage. It was a great uh, great weekend for sure. And I was I was personally glad if we're fortunate enough to make it back. I was personally glad that it, it's back at Tech, but uh, I'd say kudos to everyone involved, especially the town of Cookville. Yeah, the light show and the sound system, too, before, before the games were, were a nice touch. So it seems like um, yeah. everybody was a pretty big fan of Tennessee Tech, and uh, you know, if all goes well, maybe we'll, we'll see you back there uh, in a couple months, Adam. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for your time today. Thanks for your Absolutely. time today, and uh, best of luck as uh, district play and all that heats up this week. All right. Appreciate you guys covering us. Good Pasture Boys basketball coach, Adam Son. We really appreciate his time today. All righty, a couple quick things before we wrap up the show today. Uh, Tyler, first, you want to tell us about uh, something new that's coming to Main Street Preps this week? Yeah, we are going to uh, each week unrail a Power 15 mid-state basketball ranking uh, for boys and girls basketball, obviously. Uh, it's going to come out every Monday. Uh, you can find it in the Main Street Nashville print edition. Uh, print in, in quotes. It's it's an e-print edition uh, each Tuesday. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do one set of rankings for each, and uh, Russell and I are both gonna kind of tag team this, and we're gonna switch off uh, between who does the boys and girls rankings each week, just so we can kind of immerse ourselves uh, into both, and and really that'll we feel like that'll give us the best chance to to have a have a good pulse on, on each of them. Uh, so. That's going to be kind of how we view the, the area, you know, 1 to 15. And uh, we expect not everybody's going to agree with those rankings, but that kind of comes with every ranking. So, But we're excited to do it. I think the big thing, Russell, is we delve in and uh, really helps us and readers figure out what the, what the landscape looks like. And it's also just, you know, rankings are just – pretty fun it's just one of those things uh as part of sports you show me a sport without a ranking i can't think of one they've all got them so we might we we might as well it's about about the right time to do it i think yeah it was a a good suggestion by by you and i think something too that's important like you know we're just we just talked to good pasture coach adam son you know his team is really strong and they you know they played brentwood academy pretty tough and 
Um, like like we said, they're 11 and two, so I don't see any reason why Good Pasture or a team like Good Pasture or Pickett County or whoever could theoretically be in this top 15 along with much bigger schools. Whereas you know, in in the football world, that would be very difficult for. I mean, Pickett County, I believe they shuttered football for this season, so like they would have no chance to be in this top on our top 25 football poll. But basketball, you know, if you've got two or three really good players, you can you can put together a team that can can be with anybody. So I think. That'll be neat, too, just for some smaller schools and maybe some schools that didn't get as much love during football season could maybe find themselves um, in these Power 15 rankings and maybe even pretty high, you know, if they if they put together a really nice season. Yeah, and um, I'm excited to get it going. Yeah, it's like I said, we've, you know, we stay pretty immersed in football and, and we try and pop our head out toward the end of football to, to for basketball, but it's nice when... It's nice when this is kind of center stage, so I'm excited to get into some gyms and and watch some teams and, and try and figure that part out. So that, that should be that should be pretty exciting. We've and we've got something else coming, uh, changing with the pod too, Russell. If you uh, you want to explain that to the to the folks, yeah, at home. yeah. So we're gonna have a, a new a new edition of the pod coming pretty soon. Um, exact date is to be determined, but soon you will be able to see us talk uh, and interview all these coaches because we are adding video. Uh, to the podcast and it, it will um, be available on all of our social media platforms as well as our website and uh, you know if you like the audio version now and you're on Apple or Spotify you're listening to this right now don't worry it's still going to be there as well it'll still be there in the audio format but if for some reason you just are a visual person you like to see people talk um, we're going to do our best to throw together some sort of background with decent lighting and you'll be able to see me and Tyler uh, for better or for worse on video coming soon so stay tuned for that yeah, you're welcome to test it out once, and then once once you see me, you obviously can go back to just audio. So don't don't worry. Yeah, our feelings will not be hurt if you prefer the audio over the video version. But we're trying to provide options for all kinds of different, you know, media consumers out there. So that will be coming soon. But Tyler, with that, I believe our first episode of the new year is in the books, and we look forward to seeing everybody right back here next week on the Main Street Preps podcast. You've been listening to the Main Street Preps Podcast, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee, with your hosts, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.